0: This is a familiar passage of Scripture. One that you could probably quote the majority of. But the psalmist says this. God is. Look at your neighbor and say God is. God is our refuge and our strength. A very present help in the time of trouble therefore we will not fear somebody this morning before you left your house you were overcome with fear but the Lord says do not fear I'm with you don't fear the Lord your God is with you Even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea Though its waters roar and be troubled though the mountains shake with its swelling Selah There is notice an emphatic again the first paragraph begins with God is Now in this second section the psalmist said there is a river look at your neighbor and say there's a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High God is in the midst of her and she shall not be moved God shall help her just at the break of dawn the nations raged the kingdoms were moved he uttered his voice and the earth melted notice this next verse verse 7 the Lord of hosts is with us the God of Jacob is our refuge God is our refuge there is a river just for a reminder again the psalmist said the God of Jacob is our refuge but now look as we begin the last section starting verse 8 come behold the works of the Lord who has made desolations in the earth He makes war cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. Hallelujah. I will be exalted among the nations, I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us, the God of Jacob is our Refuge I don't know about you, but there are times in my life where I need to be reminded I can run to God and have a refuge I can Shelter myself under the shadow of his wings Jesus said it this way how I have longed for you jerusalem like a mother hen broods over her chicks, that I might bring you under my wings and protect you. I I, want to emphasize something here this morning before before I really get into this. God wants to provide for you the shelter and the safety that you long for. It's not elusive. It's not something he dangles off at a distance and expects us to do this or that to achieve it. But God says it is here. It is present. It is with us right now. The God of Jacob is with us and he is our refuge. Historians tell us that Psalm 46 was Luther's inspiration when he wrote the hymn a mighty fortress is our God a bulwark never failing I am thankful today that God is our refuge I want you to pray with me we're gonna look at this psalm. I this message today is probably not going to be anything new I didn't come with some deep theological revelation I just came with some affirmation to what you already know pastor but I believe God wants to remind us He is with us to be our refuge. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now that your spirit would descend upon us. Lord, cover us right now. Bring us under the shelter of your wings. Bring us under that safety net of your presence. God, we have have separated ourselves today from the cares of life, from the pressures of, of the world. And we've come to this place to find strength and to find safety. So today, would you minister to your people and let your spirit bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. You may be seated this morning. The very beginning of this psalm brings us that affirmation God is our refuge and our strength. The strength that we need at times needs to come from a different Area or into a different area of our life There are times where we need spiritual strength The enemy buffets against us the enemy of our soul brings his weaponry and he Comes against us to attack us. And we need spiritual strength to be able to stand in the midst of that fight and say, no devil, not today. We need the spiritual strength to be able to say that the enemy is not going to be victorious. There are times where we need physical strength. The strength of our bodies is not intended to be always at its highest level. There are times where our body is strong. There are times where our body is weak. There are times during those times of weakness, it is then that our body can become sick or afflicted. It is then that we are are prone to to take on the germs, and the the immune system of our body is weakened such that we then take a cold or we get the flu or some other sort of sickness, and we need the strength of God to be able to overcome physically. There are times in our life where we need a emotional strength to come by our side I believe that it is true that there are people today who need to have God come by them and encourage them our minds if we are not careful will fall prey to the attack of the enemy and we will we will become depressed we will become defeated and our emotional system will begin to cause us to withdraw rather than come in fellowship with the Saints rather than go on a Tuesday night with some men to Red Lobster. Praise God I wish I was available. I I would say the enemy wants us to draw back. The enemy wants us to separate ourselves because our emotions need to have the strength of the Lord. I believe God is our physical strength. I believe God is our spiritual strength. I believe God is our emotional strength. And this list could go on. We could talk about financial strength. I want to tell you something I this week got an envelope in the mail and when I opened it, it was it was from an entity that I'm familiar with and, and when I opened it, I was wondering what in the world are they sending to me and when I opened it There was a blessing surprise right inside I walked across the hallway to Wanda's desk and with tears in my eyes I said would you look what came in the mail today and she looked and 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 I could tell you a story and 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 please I I want to I want to emphasize something here I'm not in financial difficulty but I like financial blessing amen I try to be a good manager of what God has given to me but it's always good to get some extra I walked across and said Wanda would you look at this I it was unexpected but don't you know I was a little stronger after opening that envelope I wish they'd send more praise God but the strength of the Lord comes and and the way I would equate it the strength of the Lord comes in waves and he continues to come against us. As I said earlier, we used to live in Virginia Beach. And, and if you've ever been to the ocean front, you know you can walk up and down the boardwalk and constantly, no matter how far you walk, no matter what time of day, there is the crash of the waves. One after another, building and, and ebbing and flowing, the tide rising and falling. Whether the tide is rising or falling, the waves are coming. And I thought to myself, God, you're my strength. You come in wave after wave. But not only is he our strength, Notice this. He is our refuge. You can equate this word refuge with the stability that we need to be able to be spiritually, humanly, spiritually, uh, relationally, financially, all of these things. We need to be able to be stable. But that stability doesn't come from ourselves. That stability comes because God is our refuge and our strength. During camp meeting, we're going to, to have a, a 5K fun run and walk. So I've, I've kind of laid out the course, and, and the route I selected, the first two miles are a joy. It's, it's fun. I like running those two miles. The last 1.1 mile is uphill almost all the way. I don't like it, it's not near as fun as the first two miles but climbing that hill what I have found is the first time I did it I couldn't climb it the whole way I got about halfway and I instead of running I I reduced to a walk and got to the top of the hill and and was able to pick up the pace again but as I've done this repeatedly what I've discovered is now I can run the entire hill it was a strength that came that wasn't there at the first But it came as I dedicated myself to overcoming. And I want to tell somebody here today if you will dedicate yourself to persevering in the Lord, He will give you the strength that you need to be able to overcome. God is your refuge and your strength. Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 13 reminds us that we can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens us. There is nothing, no nothing that you cannot do because God will come and he will help you he is there for you he is our refuge he is our strength but notice this therefore because God is our refuge and because God is our strength we will not fear when fear begins to to approach you when the dark clouds begin to to hang over your head remember this you have a refuge and you have a strength when fear begins to assemble its enemy spirits around you know this God is there to protect you be reminded that Daniel he had prayed and asked God to come he was waiting on the Lord and it seemed as though the answer was delayed but when the angel finally arrived he said to Daniel, I was dispatched the very day that you prayed, but there's been a battle that is going on. I want to tell you here this morning, Pilaski Church of God the Lord God who is your Savior is fighting battles on your behalf that you may not see right now. You may not be aware of it. You may not have really experienced it. Why? Because God is your refuge and your strength. He is fighting around you the angels of his presence have been assigned to keep you safe therefore we will not fear even though the mountains and and even though the earth be removed and the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea let the waters roar let all of these natural disaster you know have you watched the news this week about the floods in the in in the Midwest those violent storms and now the rain and all of the water and and rivers out of their banks and and folks livelihood taken away it's it's so hard to look at somebody like that and say remember there's no need to fear because god's with you but it's in the it's in the very moment Of those difficulties that we need to be people who will rise up and say God is our refuge and our strength. It is in those very moments of trouble. I don't know which sister almost got struck by a telephone pole. You see, God was your refuge. God was your strength. And because of that, you can know. You you couldn't have held up a telephone pole. You couldn't have caused it to fall one direction or another. But the Lord God of heaven, He was there and He saw. Oh, I tell you today, the Lord God is our refuge and our strength. But not only that, look at verse number 4. Because God is our refuge and strength, there are some benefits that come along with it. There is a river, oh hallelujah, whose streams make glad the city of God. This morning as Wanda and I traversed down Interstate 81 South, we came just past exit 109 and we crossed the new river. My car sits too low. I can't see it because of the barriers, but I know this. Under that bridge, there's a river, and that river is a beautiful river, and it flows out of Clater Lake, and it flows and goes all the way up, into, uh, uh, up through Parisburg and into West Virginia. And, and, and honestly, I don't know all the geography, but I'll tell you this. There are some folks today who will enjoy being on that river. I saw a Facebook post on Friday from my pastor. He was, he was in a, a boat. He was on the new river. He was fishing. I wasn't mad. I was a little jealous. But you know what? He needs that time. He needs to be able to get away. I hope he left his cell phone in it. Well, no, because he took a picture. Maybe he turned it off. I don't know. But there's something about being on that river that for him is a rejuvenation. I want to tell you something today, my friend. Some of us need to get into the river. Because why? Because its streams make glad the city of God oh hallelujah we need to jump into the river and allow the goodness of God to overshadow us because God is that refuge and strength in the river there is happiness there is a river whose streams make glad I don't know about you but I don't like to be sad I don't like to walk around with a long face I don't like to be depressed I want the joy of the Lord to be my strength I'm gonna walk in the goodness and joy of the Lord I want to live in the Holy Ghost because it is happiness peace and joy I am glad that God wants a people to be happy and because of that he gives us a reason he says I'll make a river that'll flow into the midst of your desert and in the midst of your desert you can come into the river and you can find strength you can find gladness and joy oh hallelujah not only that but notice this next phrase it is the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High God If Perry Stone were here, he could preach all of this much better than me. But I tell you this, there is a prophetic word that is in this passage about the river flowing out of the temple and down into the lower lands. And I tell you today, we as the temple of God, remember Paul told us we are the temple, our bodies, and out of this body should flow a river of living water. There should come rivers of living water out of our belly that would come alongside those that we will deal with this week. Somebody is going to need some happiness. Somebody's going to need to know the joy of the Lord and we need to be the ambassador that will bring that message. We need to say there's something inside of me. I'm like Jeremiah. There's fire shut up in my bones and it can't stay in. I'm going to let it come out and the river begins to flow and all of a sudden that depressed co-worker begins to realize there's a reason for me to live. There's a depressed shopper in the aisle at Walmart and when you walk by you don't run over them with your cart but you You put your hand around them and say hey brother or sister. Hey my friend I just want you to know Jesus is with you Hey my friend when you walk up to the Kroger and the clerk takes your cucumber and he throws it all the way to the back of the Of the lot and instead of into the bag you still got to say the joy of the Lord's my strength I'll go get me another cucumber. It'll be all right Maybe they needed to just vent a little bit But I've got the river of joy flowing out of me and because the river is there I should be a different person Hallelujah, we should live differently because God's our refuge and strength and because the joy of the Lord resides in us Could somebody say amen? Amen. Notice this Look at verses 5 6 and 7 God is in the midst of her She shall not be moved God shall help her just at the break of dawn. God is in the midst of her. The way we design churches today, we we put the pastor at the front and the worship leaders at the front, and really, the pastor probably ought to stand somewhere about right here. And he ought to... He ought to be able to reach out and touch some I'm not gonna hurt you brother I promise ought to be able to reach out and touch somebody ought to be able to develop some connection Ought to be able to say, Hey, brother, God's your strength and your refuge. Do not fear. There's a stream, whose river there's a river whose stream makes glad the city of God. And we can interact on a on a little different basis. I i I understand we have to we have to have lines of sight and all those types of things, but brothers and sisters, we're in this thing together. God's in the midst of us. God is right here. He's walking up and down the aisles today. You don't have to come to the altar to encounter him. He's right here. He's walking up and down this aisle, Sister Clarice. He's here. He's where Donnie is, and he can touch his sciatica right now in the name of Jesus the river of healing can flow for him the power of God is not limited it's not contained to the front it's not contained to the pastor it's not contained to the praise team but God is in the midst of her and who is her her is the bridegroom of Christ every single one of us you have the same power and authority that pastor Jones has. I have the same power and authority that you have and you have the same power and authority that Bishop Murkovich has why because we are God's family and he's blessed us he's poured out his goodness upon us and that rock of salvation that which, to which we cling is right here with us in our midst today hallelujah when when you look at at verses 5 6 and 7 you won't see the word rock in our English translation of the scripture but I, I would tell you that the reference To the power of a stable rock is there. Notice this. He is with us. He will not forsake us. He speaks and all things are changed. He is with us. The all-powerful God is with His people always. If you were to take the trail from the campground in Roanoke and go up by the shop and snake around and go all the way up to the ridge and begin to follow the Green Ridge Trail that goes right along the crest of that ridge. It's only about 300 yards from where the upward trail joins the, the trail that, that traverses the, the ridge. You will come to a, a rock face. And on that rock face there are some words that were painted years ago actually by some students in Mission, Virginia. I ride the four-wheeler up there sometimes, and as I pass by, I'm reminded of the rock that God is for us. I told you that this particular psalm was Luther's inspiration for writing the words, A mighty fortress is our God. The bulwark that never fails. God who is with us. He is a permanent God. He is a powerful God. But He's also a personal God. And He will never ever falter or fail. He will not leave us even though the day and the way may grow rough. But now notice this. Look at verses eight and nine. Come, behold the works of the Lord, who has made desolations in the earth. I've pondered why the, the writer would write that. Come, look at the works of the Lord and the desolations that had been done in the earth. And and my natural mind went to, why would we want to see devastation? Why would we want to see earthquakes and floods, forest fires? But as I dwelt on this particular passage, the Lord began to drop something into my spirit. The desolation is that Jesus Christ died on the cross and defeated the enemy of our soul once and for all. Come behold the works of the Lord. Come and see the desolation made in the earth. You see, Satan, in his twisted and conceived understanding thought, That the day Jesus died on the cross, that he had won. You remember the old Carmen song about waiting those three days. And I'm sure the enemy was thinking, it's over. But on that Easter morning when the stone was rolled away and Jesus Christ victoriously came out, there was a reminder... That we have the victory. God is our refuge. God is our river. God is our rock, but God is also our redeemer. We do not fall prey. We don't have to fall prey to sin because sin has been defeated. We don't defeat it. God has already done it. All we have to do is step in and take on the victory. All we have to do is say, God, I want to live in the joy of your salvation. I want to live in the freedom that you offer as you save me from my sin. Notice this. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. I want to tell somebody something this morning. If you're in a battle against sin, stop. The battle's not yours. You'll never defeat it. It's already been beaten. Walk in the victory that God has already provided for you. Don't be discouraged. Let the goodness of God break the power of bondage and set you completely free. Walk in His goodness and mercy. Know that you are going to win the battle. He makes all of these things cease. They stop. They are no longer able to buffet against us. Why? Because there is a Redeemer. Our Redeemer. The Lord Jesus Christ who has done great works. Notice this. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot in the fire. Again, when, when I would read that Oftentimes, I would think in the natural, Pastor Donald. But, but I'm, God has, has just directed me to see what I believe He's intending for, for me to see is that the spiritual victory already been won because our Redeemer has done that work. But now look at verses 10 and 11. We do have the refuge of God We have the river of God, the rock of God, the redemption of God. But notice now the respite of God. Be still and know that I am God. I don't know about you, but I don't like to be still. I like to move. if, If... my wife could validate and verify this if I'm sitting my legs moving I'm, I'm doing this or I'm there, there's there's got to be it's it is hard for me even in my sleep it's hard to be still I'll, I'll lay there at night and as I'm getting ready goes like some, and it's not the power of God either. It's, it's something, it, it, some sort of muscle begins to relax and, and, and the arm will flop or the leg will kick. And she'll say, what in the world? I said, I'm just relaxing. <laughs> we, some of us get our value out of our busyness. We think if we got a calendar that has six meetings and 16 items on our to-do list, then we're somebody. No, it just means you probably haven't managed your time real well. Your value doesn't come from how busy you are. Your value comes on how still you are in the presence of God. Be still and know that I am God. To know He is God is to recognize His ability on our behalf. How do we know He's God, Sister B? Because He proves Himself. He proves Him. But but if we're too busy, we'll miss it. If we're too busy, we'll we'll fly right by the good things that God is doing and we won't pay attention. Be still and know that I'm God. I, I honestly thought this morning about our altar time being nothing more than standing. Nobody praying out loud, nobody jumping up and down, nobody falling out, but just standing. With arms lifted for three or four minutes I thought no that'd drive folks crazy but you know what that's what God wants us to do pastor there are times in our life where he just wants us to come away turn off the worship music I'm, I'm gonna walk out on a limb here and I hope you understand what I'm saying turn off the worship music set the Bible aside And just say, God, it's me and you. I want to be in your presence. I'm not constrained by time. I'm not not going to ask you for anything right now. I'm just going to be here in your presence. We used to sing a song, Oh, the glory of your presence. We, your people, give you reverence. Arise to your place and be blessed by our praise. You see, God at times just wants us to be still. Step back and relax in His presence. But notice what the psalmist says. He said, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted. I have already this morning in this service encouraged you to lift up God, to exalt God. And I, and I think that's appropriate. I think we need to worship together. But know this, church. We don't need to elevate God. God's already the highest. And He sits upon that throne. And He says, look, I will be exalted. I'll be exalted in all of the earth. Everyone, there is coming a day, Paul said, Every eye will see, and every tongue was going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. But be still, know that I am God. I'll be exalted among the nations, exalted in the earth. But then that last verse, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God who is our refuge... Is also with us right now. And the beautiful thing is He will be with us tomorrow. He'll be with us on Tuesday and Wednesday. When when we understand that He's our refuge, our rock, our river, our redeemer, our respite, Really, Psalm 46 just says, whatever you need God to be, He is. I probably could have shortened this sermon immensely this morning by just saying, whatever you need God to be, He is. I don't know what your need specifically is this morning. But I know this, God is. God is able. God is able to save God's able to heal. He's able to redeem. God's able to give you rest. Brother Tony, if you would come, I I want you across this room to stand with me this morning. One of the challenges of preaching as as I do now to pretty much a different congregation almost every week I I don't have a lot of relationship with the congregation and one of the joys of serving as a pastor is you walk through things with people you know the hurts you know the the pains and the struggles I I don't have that knowledge this morning But here's what I know. Is that across this room there's some folks who just need God to be God in their life this week. I don't know what the specifics are. I don't need to know them. But I'll tell you this. Whatever you need Him to be, he is. I'm going to pray just a very brief prayer here in a moment. And after I pray that, I'm just going to ask those who need God to be God for them this week to step out and make your way to this altar. If there's some folks who typically help with, with prayer, I'm going to ask you to come before I pray. And to just make yourselves ready to help me pray for others. But today, you you would say, I I just need God to be God. Maybe it's a physical need. Maybe it's a spiritual need. Maybe it's a relational need. I, I don't know and I honestly don't need to know the specifics. God knows them already. And He is able. Why? Because God is. Father in the name of Jesus This morning. I thank you for your word your word that lives in us and Your word that gives us strength. I Thank you that you are our refuge You are our river Lord you're our rock You are our Redeemer and You are our respite. Whatever we need, God, we find in You. So today, as we come to this point in this service, I ask, God, that You would draw Your people to You. God, that You would be for each one of them exactly what they need you to be we believe that you will we know God that you have the power and the authority so let it be done in the name of Jesus I pray amen and amen this morning if you if you would be bold enough to step out and say this week I need God to be God for me would you step out from where you are make your way to this altar I need God to be God over my life step out don't be afraid don't be afraid I need God to I I need God to be God for me this week amen amen